0: Empire. in a pandemic where do you go for a good fight
1: this company was born out of like out of necessity where like todd wanted this thing um and and sparring is definitely like it's probably the most it's probably one of the funnest parts of a boxing exercise when you slap the myth and you get these combos going on with your trainer
0: that's jeff morin ceo and co-founder of lightboxer a modern setup to turn you into rocky while you're in quarantine this is the future sport podcast i'm bram weinstein Later, Mike Piha, CEO of HitCheck, will join the show to discuss his tech to help deal with early diagnosis of head injury. But we start here with a way to protect your head while learning the sweet science of boxing. Well, we're all still stuck at home looking for a way to pass the time and stay in shape. And Jeff Morin, the CEO and co-founder of Life Boxers, got something new and incredible. you got to believe it to see it. Hey, Jeff, how are you?
1: Great. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, I don't have a personal trainer teaching me how to box, and I think you've solved that problem. It's pretty cool. Can you kind of describe what Lightboxer is?
1: Sure. Um, Lightboxer is the is really a first-of-its-kind connected fitness platform, um, and it, it merges um, trainer-led workouts, uh, music, and boxing to get an awesome all-in-one uh, full-body Uh, boxing experience and um, the key thing is really that that syncing of of the lights and the music and the trainer voice that gives a workout that really feels like less of a chore Um, and so what we did was um, we created a platform that utilizes led lights um, and basically throughout a workout the led lights show you when and where to hit and we track with sensors um, how hard you're hitting and where you're hitting and, and give feedback to the user on um, like calories burned and um, an overall score that you can use to challenge your friends or challenge yourself and keep track of PRs. Uh, the big, the biggest thing with the, with the unit is that it, when you're using it, you get so absorbed with the lights and the, and the music and, and the trainers that you don't really, you don't even really realize you're working out. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's what we set out to do is, um, make, make a workout that was, was less boring. And, um, everyone who tries it out, uh, totally agrees.
0: Jeff, um, what's your background? Were, were you a boxer?
1: I was not a boxer. Um, I'm a mechanical engineer. <laughs> uh, I played, bo- <laughs> I played, I played, uh, played hockey and, and a bunch of other sports. I think fitness. Actually, actually have my personal training certificate from, from another startup I tried to do. Um, but my co-founder Todd Degris, um, was taking boxing classes and loved it. He loved the sparring and
0: um,
1: the workout he got from it. And he tried to do it at home and, and just was, was totally missing like the fun of it. Right. So when you're, when you're in the ring with, with, uh, your sparring partner, it's, it's exhilarating. And, and he got home with a heavy bag and it was just so boring. Yeah. So. Um, he reached out to me through through some MIT connections and and said, "Hey Jeff, uh, I think I have an idea for for making boxing more interactive and syncing it with some music and stuff. Uh, we want to try to make some prototypes." And so the way the company grew was was super organic. Like we started with a couple small prototypes and um, they were fun and they worked great. And then we made another one that got a little more complicated and we added runway lights that, that show you where to punch. And, um, and then we got really, really great music synced up and, and working with some of the music labels to, to deliver stuff that people actually want to listen to. And then finally the, the trainer led workout um, came in towards the tail end where um, we, we were having trainers use this us and they were just, they were, they were loving it. And they're like, if, if we could get on this platform, uh, it would really extend our ability to reach more users because you know, if you're a trainer, you can only, you can only train so many people at one time, especially for boxing trainers. Uh, there's really, there's no, no platform like this where they can reach so many users. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I guess this is one of those things. It's funny because been exercise bikes forever and then Peloton comes along and you know, what exactly did they recreate other than making it more high tech in the case of boxing, There's literally been no recreation of what taking boxing lessons would be like in a gym, right? I mean, you could put a bag up, you could put a lightweight bag, and put a heavy bag up, but you can't recreate anything like you can in a gym. It seems that that's something that's been a hole in the in the marketplace that you guys tried to fill.
1: Yeah, and and I totally agree. And and going back to that, like the organic development, like this was this company was born out of like out of necessity, where like Todd wanted this thing, Um, and. And sparring is definitely like it's probably the most, it's probably one of the funnest parts of a boxing exercise when you slap the mitts and you get these combos going on with your trainer. Um, and and like going back to the Peloton even the other other workouts that you see in this in this part smart smart fitness realm, um, a lot of them are uh, they take stuff from the gym and then they're bringing them to the home with a screen with like a copy paste. And and our platform is really it's really built from from the ground up. That's men beans own home. And so there's nothing else like it. If you look at it, you say, wow, that thing is, is crazy. And we we definitely took some cues of uh like for Peloton, like having this really nice looking bike, it's a it's a status symbol in, yeah. in some people's homes. So like our platform looks slick. It looks really cool. Um Todd Todd always has said like we want to make something that looks like it could fit on, you know, um Alien versus Predator uh, <laughs> uh, gym room or something, you know, and yeah. and it's super slick. It doesn't take up much space, uh, and that was another thing. Like as we were developing this product, uh, we 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 really we actually did start with a heavy bag and like wrapping electronics around something like that, and, huh. and all our significant others were like, "Get this thing out of the living room! Like this is not cool."
0: <laughs> yeah, did it so, work? Um, was it was it functional? Was the heavy bag that was that was geared up like that, did that actually, did it work?
1: It, it it did, it kind of worked. Um, we had a lot of issues with reliability. Like we were trying to like make something that was wrapping around a curve and, um, like electronics are not meant to be punched. Right. Yeah. Um, so we definitely had a lot of issues with, with reliability and, um, and, and so that, and the fact that the heavy bag, I don't know if you ever, if you ever punched a heavy bag, you could, you like put 300 pounds of water or sand into it, which is a pain, but also like you put all this weight in there and it still bounces around. You can punch and, and kick a heavy bag and it, it shakes the whole building. Uh, so we, <laughs> the office where we develop a lot of the hardware has super thin walls. And one, one of our tests is uh, we have a, we have a cabinet full of, of wine uh, wine glasses and we punch this thing. And if we can hear any of the wine glasses rattling, then, we know something's wrong <laughs> um but yeah it's we it's come a long way and it's, it's it's really it is meant for the home or the apartment and um the heavy bags yeah, just didn't didn't work um those, those they, they belong in a gym environment not in your house
0: um in terms of um the competitive side of it um obviously peloton adds a competitive part of being part of their routines Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of gyms like Orange Theory have started doing this as well, where they're kind of asking you to get to a certain space. This is obviously boxing is a heavy cardio workout. Um, uh, Have you added a competitive aspect um, to the technology?
1: Yeah. So there's actually there's two main ways you can use use the platform. Um, There's quick play where you can just punch to a song or punch punch real quick. I just want to get on it Um, and you can do this rapidly in, in succession like do one song one song one song and kind of build up like a basically a playlist of quick quick burst workouts or you can go through a longer like 15 20 30 40 minutes workout with a trainer while we're doing all these workouts we're tracking your punches and giving you a score so you can you can send your score to to like you have people on a friends list and you can challenge someone to a quick play or you can see like leaderboards of how how often your friends are working out or um and get comparative data. And, and for my favorite thing is like PRs. like, you can also challenge yourself and see how was I doing last week? How am I progressing through this, through this thing? And that's um, it's all in there. And that's, that's the whole motivation side of, of, of the systems and all all these uh, smart fitness platforms, really, they, they want you to use them. They want user engagement. And part of that is challenges. Like if you play, we just shoot hoops by yourself, It's pretty boring, but as soon as you get two or three people involved, then, then it's a game and it's fun. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a big part of our, our system.
0: Is there anything particularly unique or advanced about the gloves that you use for this workout?
1: Uh, the gloves, the only really unique thing about them is that the, the, they're like MMA hybrid gloves. So they like you can, your fingers are accessible so that you can pick, pick songs. You don't have to, or workouts with the gloves on. You don't have to take, take the gloves off the the system, but there's no, there's no smarts in the gloves. All the smarts are in the the actual hardware itself. um, The platform.
0: Um, I listen, I mean, this has been oddly, I hate this word, but it's been an opportunity with what's been going on in the world with the pandemic. Um, I would imagine that this year probably has been a little different in terms of outreach because people are looking for things, right? I mean, everybody needs something at home.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, for, for a lot of reasons, like just mental stability and, and like anxiety or, um, like punching people like punching things. And so this is like a stress, a stress reliever.
0: You Um, have hit a sweet spot here. You've got, you've got the, uh, you've got the, uh, the rage room and the workout all in one for everybody. And it seems like both are necessary right now.
1: Yeah, it's definitely we, we hit a nice sweet spot. And in boxing, boutique boxing has has also really been on the rise. It's, people realize like like calorie burn per per time. It's it's on the list of top workouts that you can do for for exertion. So um, yeah, we we kind of hit it right, and we've been working on this for for quite some time. Um, we've we've been in stealth, and then like. Few months ago is when we actually we finally announced the company. So things kind of just we, we hit it on. We hit some good timing.
0: Um, you mentioned the gloves, which are kind of MMA ready. Um, do you see a, a a next product that could involve training in MMA style?
1: Um, yeah, I mean we're getting tons of feedback from these trainers, and, and we have these world class trainers that are that are on the on the platform, um, and they've been giving great feedback in terms of of um, of next gen next gen products and, and how to make the system better. Um, But right now our main focus is, is um, the content on the platform. There's so many ways you can use this thing. And, and the cool thing about connected devices is that um, they can always be changing. Like this is something that I learned. I I used to work at a a 3d printer company and um, we were able to send firmware updates to these printers and make them better and users would wake up and be like, wow, this, this, this thing prints better. And so as we developed this, this this system, we made it so that we could update the firmware on, on the hardware through, your, through the app and add capabilities over time. So we have like a laundry list of, of, uh, of like modes and, and, and ways of using the hardware that, that we'll, we'll be pushing out over time.
0: It's really cool. Jeff Morin is the CEO and co-founder of Lightboxer. Thanks, Jeff.
1: Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks
0: for having me. Up next, Mike Piha and his company, Hitcheck, is helping the quest for early diagnosis for head injuries. This is the Future Sport Podcast. Football season is about to begin, we think, as long as COVID-19 allows the games to be played. Let's welcome our guest this week, Mike Piha, who's the co-founder and the CEO of HitCheck, which allows you to use your smartphone to perform a quick sideline assessment of unique performance in nine key areas that could be affected by brain injury. And while COVID-19 seems to be the paramount health issue for this upcoming season, Let's not forget what head injury has meant to the sport of football as well. Hey, Mike, how are you? Thanks for joining us.
2: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Um, Just largely, what does your tech do?
2: Yeah, so we um, offer um, an app on a mobile device that helps you um, screen for signs of a head injury. So basically, the way it's done is you take a, um, athletes or individuals will take a, what we call a baseline test about a seven-minute test that they take on the mobile device, and it actually will um, um, guide you to take uh, these nine different uh, tests that will measure um, different parts of your brain, such as memory, balance, coordination, color color recognition, things like that. Um, you take the test, it stores into the technology of the mobile device, and then if um, a potential injury would occur at a practice game, wherever you retake the test and it compares the, what we call the baseline, the original test to what we call post-test and gives you some sort of indication if there's a possible cognitive injury.
0: So, and then, so uh, it's, a it's a self-assessment. It's a self-assessment.
2: It's really uh, directed to, you know, be done by an athletic trainer um, you know, a coach can assess it to an athlete, but, um, you know, our main focus when we developed the product was for, you know, really high school and youth age um, athletes. And then obviously at the, you know, the upper levels where we have it in, in the collegiate level and the professional level, it's more used by, you know, medical experts or um athletic trainers
0: yeah because i there's there's this part of me that goes okay you just did something where you you think you may have either suffered a concussion or some form of head injury if you actually literally saw it that there's something off here when you take this test it almost sounds like it it might be frightening to like to learn that about yourself in the moment
2: right right you could do a self-assessment i mean you could actually take the test you know the, the the um baseline test obviously is done, you know, by an individual. So yeah. you can self-take that. And then obviously a post-test, um, you know, we have, we have skiers using it, uh, bikers using it, snowboarders. I mean, we're, we're in about 24 different sports that are utilizing the um,
0: app. Um, so you said initially this was designed for, for younger athletes in youth sports. Um, how did you come up with the idea to approach them with, with what you've created here?
2: Yeah, so my co-partner, uh, Dr. Jake Benford, who is a sports medicine doctor, emergency room doctor, he had a stint with the San Francisco 49ers as a, as a, um, um, sideline, um, team assistant doctor, Golden State Warriors D team down in Santa Cruz. He was their team doctor. So he actually came up with the concept, um, just out of frustration that, um, number one, there wasn't anything available for, really anybody under the age of 16 to do any type of cognitive assessment and number two what was available was very um, time-consuming you had to go into a classroom environment to take the test Um, you couldn't take it immediately it wasn't available um, immediately and it was um, it was uh, also not very engaging especially for you know high school and youth down there so that's where he came up with the concept,
0: and you have a background coaching, right? You, you've worked with young athletes in the past.
2: Yeah, my—I mean, my background. Um, I actually started coaching. I played collegiate ball and then started coaching right out of, out of college, and actually coached uh, youth ball for and some high school for about thirty years, and uh, started a league in Northern California with American Youth Football. We we started there. Um, expansion from the East coast out to the West coast. And um, yeah, we, so we, we had uh, several thousand kids in the program. And where I got involved is I, I started as one of the founders of the league where um, throughout the West coast were around 30,000 now. Um, it started diminishing the um, registration and participation. So we started, I started doing my own research on what's going on and, what, you know, the main issue was that parents were concerned about their kids participating in a contact sport and they just didn't want their kids to participate. So so that's where a lot of the decline was coming. And yeah. so my, my research was like, what are we doing about it? And there were, at that level, there really wasn't much being done.
0: And so uh, you kind of view this not just as something that can help assess an injury for someone and and get it treated by a doctor but educational as well are you are you seeing it that way to what to alleviate some fears for parents who are on the fence about having their kids compete
2: Yeah I mean I think I mean that that plays a part in it but I, I you know I think the real the real issue at hand is you know, there's a statistic out there that says you know over 50% of individuals return to play
0: <clears throat>
2: after receiving um, some sort of a head injury, not knowing you know the severity of the head injury. Yeah. So you know, the real focus is to keep you know young kids healthy um, playing you know any sport, and you know it's not people kind of tend to focus on football. In fact, you know that's where my background was more in the football side. Yeah. But it really goes beyond you know football. I mean, soccer has a high rate of, of you know, concussions, especially um, on the um, female side and, you know, ice hockey, rugby, I and mean, we can go down the list, you know, lacrosse, but, you know, most of these sports have, um, you know, some sort of a, of, a, of a rate of head injuries and concussions. So, you know, really just um, it, it's across the board, you know, we want to keep kids active. We want to keep them out there participating in sports. And, um, you know, the, the health and safety of these individuals is, is, you know, the primary focus that you know everybody should focus on.
0: Um, considering your background in all of this, and this is going to be a little off track, but I'm just curious what your perspective is, um, on the mental health of playing sports right now. I know you're obviously, you know, in a business of dealing with the physical health of playing sports, but without having youth sports for the bulk of this year based on the pandemic, um, what's your kind of view of the importance and the role of youth sports in society?
2: Oh, I, I think it's, it's extremely important. You know, I think the, the involvement of just participating in team sport, you know, you know, we can go down the line about everything that you, you learn from, you know, sports as a, as a youth going up through high school, Um, you know, from just discipline and, you know, just, uh, um, you know, teamwork and, you know, commodity of working together, you know, all those, all those issues are super important. and, And I think, you know, what we've learned, you know, we never in our wildest dreams would have thought that sports would have stopped. I mean, we, you know, when we started this company, that wasn't even any, even a thought on our, you know, our mind that all sports would stop for a period of time. So, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm involved on a couple boards um, with some youth programs. And, you know, there's been um, a lot of controversy within the, the programs of do we continue to play, do we not play because of the pandemic? And, you know, obviously, the, you know, different, different states and different governments are making decisions for them. But there are some leagues that, you know, have decided to go ahead with it regardless. And, you know, what we're learning throughout the country I think, you know, last that I checked, which was about a week ago, there were 37 states that were full go in both high school and youth sports. And, um, you know, the other states were either postponing it and still deciding, or such as, you know, California were um, making a decision that they're going to start, you know, uh, postponing it until 2021, until mm-hmm. January. So obviously the, the youth programs follow the high schools, you know, and the high school is going to follow the colleges. So it's, you know, it's the trickle down
0: Um, last thing before I let you go. I don't know if your company has transitioned or, or or looked into trying to develop um, tests and technology to help with assessing COVID. Um, But I'm sure, you know, what's going on in the marketplace with it as well. So have you all kind of transitioned to trying to find some solutions uh, for people who want accurate testing in terms of the pandemic and, and what are you seeing in the marketplace in sports tech when it comes to addressing COVID in sports?
2: Yeah. So we, you know, we're not, um, focusing on that, um, particular space. We believe, you know, our product actually, you know, um, lends to a social, social distancing, um, protocol. So what we, what we're seeing and we're seeing, uh, you know, um, a growth in our sales right now in states that are actually playing sports because they can actually baseline their athletes at home. So they basically give them instructions on what to do. Um, the athletes take the test at home, the baseline test. Then they show up to the, you know, their practice or whatever, and they're ready to go. In the past, they would usually bring them, you know, in a group. They would usually baseline in a group at the school or at the uh, the field. And kind of take care of it, you know. And it, it would take some time to get that that done, but um, you know, I think we we really learned that we you know we we lend to a lot of so, social distancing of having them do that. So there's other products out there where you can do similar type um, screening, and you have to you have to use a PC and you have to be, you know, within a almost a group setting. So I think we you know that's kind of our solution and. You know, contribution to the yeah. the COVID um, side. We're working with a couple companies right now that are actually, you know, they're basically apps where you can. It, they're not testing apps where you actually test for it, but they're just, you know, um, you know, they take temperature, so they'll check the temperature of the athlete, and you can check that within the app, and you can do different things to just make sure that they're cleared through different protocols. So it's been, you know, it's it's really put a. Um, you know, a, a new pro- thought process for, you know, health and safety in all these leagues. And, you know, a lot of youth leagues in high schools haven't really had to pay attention to that, you know, the sanitary issues, um, checking temperatures, you know, <clears throat> keeping the kids, you know, social distance away. And so, like you said at the very beginning, you know, that's kind of where the focus has been. And we can't forget concuss- you know concussions and head injuries yeah. as we go through all these sports. So, it's. I think it's. It's actually given. Um, you know, a, a larger um, um, audience of you know out there that that are looking at um, the health of these athletes, and they're looking you know not just at the the COVID issues, but everything. And you know, do we have the right protocols in? You know, for you know concussion protocols, do we have the right protocols in for? you know, other types of injuries that could occur. So, so I think that's a positive that's coming out of everything.
0: Mike Piha is the co-founder and the CEO of HitCheck. Thank you, Mike.
2: I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.
0: On the next Future Sport Podcast, modern content can end up in your feeds in a split second.
2: I call it the content journey. So the moment the action is happening, taking the photo, transferring it to our tool and making it accessible to the, uh, the web team the social team even the players and their sponsors so that the, the media can then move out to market and and really proliferate and so as many fans can see it as possible in real time
0: that's Andrew Fingerman CEO of photo shelter he and Tyler Steinhardt from the premier lacrosse league discuss engagement in the modern world that'll do it for this episode As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by three advanced developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out Three Advance. They're incredible. Go to threeadvance.com. That's the number threeadvance.com.